Hello and welcome to the Gorghouls. I'm Samantha. And I'm Caitlin. Today we're going to talk about the Halloween franchise, but before we get into that, we want to let you guys know that since this is our first episode, uh, we kind of want to let you guys get to know us and hopefully you can maybe email us or comment on anything on our Instagram to yep. let us know who you are. Yep. Ideas, thoughts, other spooky people of the community. And we always love suggestions or questions or especially suggestions on movies we might not have seen before. Um, yeah. So uh, what got you into horror? Um, when I was a kid, it just seemed like it was always there. I don't think that I've ever not liked ho horror stuff or Halloween or anything like that. It's just always been there. So... It was always fascinating. That's kind of the same way it was with me. I, I don't think it was something that my parents tried to keep me away from, but I was just always mesmerized by anything creepy. Yeah. Or it didn't matter if I got scared. I just, I don't know, like I would feel scared and I wonder why I was scared. Like what makes that thing scary? And it was the, I don't know, maybe an adrenaline back then. Yeah. Or something. I don't, I don't have like a specific moment, I don't mm -mm. think, or any, I guess really it was just movies and everything it I don't particularly remember I remember liking creepy things when I lived in England like when I was because I was born in England um I moved to America when I was six uh but it was more once I got here there was like the Disney Channel and it had don't look under the bed like the boogeyman yeah, movie yeah. and like Halloween Town and stuff like that like that was always something that I was interested in um, and it just kind of grew and grew from there until we got married on Halloween, met you yeah, on Halloween. Everything. <laughs> yeah, everything just kind of, uh, everything just kind of coincides in our life with horror or Halloween. Yeah, it revolves. It just seems it's a daily basis that we're thinking about something or coming up with something about horror, especially being, uh, females in the horror community and, uh... You know, I, I, I never really looked at any horror movies uh, in the sense of how women are treated in them and things like that. But I paid a, a little bit more attention to that kind of stuff. Just full-blown, just love enjoying horror stuff or Halloween stuff or anything like that. I don't really go in too in-depth into meaning behind it. I just love it. I think my first, like, spooky thing that I ever remembered was being, like, I remember there was a book that my mom had that the inside cover was, like, a woods or something, and I know it had to do something with a witch. I cannot remember it, the name of it, for the life of me, but there was, like, a tree with, like, a face on it, and I mean, I was, like, I had to have been, like, three, and, uh... I just remember seeing that and it was the, I've never, I had never seen anything like that before. It's, I mean, it didn't like scare me, but I was just baffled by it. And then it was just a little stuff that came up after that. You, everybody sees a nightmare before Christmas and all that stuff. And, um, then it got into like Jurassic Park where it's not, you know, it's not, yeah. it's scary cause you're, you know, when I think dinosaur, that, but I think that horror as we know it today has definitely changed from when we were kids because I 
Jurassic Park was a horror movie. Yeah, exactly. Like, it wasn't... I know that now it's, like, a beloved family-type movie, but it wasn't back then. No, and I I still think if you were five or six now, depending on how your family treats the culture, it could be a horror movie. Yeah. Easy. For sure. Like, Like there's no... A starter horror. Yeah, well, Mm because you think about it, and you think of, like, Jaws is in the same... Jaws is a horror movie. Yeah. It's a classic horror movie that everybody... There's really no difference between that and Jurassic Park, That's what I mean. There's a severed hand. Yeah. You've got people getting For some reason, people... The difference between Jurassic Park and Jaws was that people... Jaws was strictly a horror movie. Glorified as a horror movie. Yeah, and Jurassic Park, I guess maybe for... Box office purposes, or because kids well, are more Jaws interested in dinosaurs. Was Jaws um, rated R? Because I think, I think that think it's Jurassic- rated R because I'm pretty sure that <coughs> in the beginning of the movie, um, she doesn't have any clothes on. Oh, so I think back yes, then, yes, 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 yes. nudity yes, 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 was that more was totally different. like nudity was yes. more important yeah. in, based based on ratings than. Um, well, then that's probably what put it into that category a little bit more because you can't really go anywhere except for horror with Jaws. You can't say... There's no other category for it to go into. Even the Wikipedia does not say what it's rated right now. Oh, really? Yeah, let me see. I mean, IMDb is going to say it for sure. But I'm pretty sure that Jurassic Park is PG-13. Yeah, I don't think that that was a problem. Yeah, so I think it's easier for Jurassic Park, depending on ratings, to say... um, well, did they not do ratings back then? Because I can't find what Jaws is rated. 75. Like, PG. Holy crap. It's rated PG. That's what the poster oh, says. Oh, yeah, here it is. Wow, that's insane. Okay, well, then I'm not quite sure what differentiates the two then, except for... Because Jurassic Park is PG-13. Well, in Jaws... God, it was two hours. How did they pay attention to it that long in 75? I don't know. Um... They have it on IMDb as an adventure drama thriller, but I think those, a lot of times, like, some of these movies just get adopted by the horror community. Yeah, Jaws is definitely It's adopted classic, by us. Yeah, I, I believe, it's, for me, personally, especially, it's it's in the same category as, like, the Frankenstein and the Wolfman. Yeah, and like yeah, yeah. The universe, I, yeah. I think of Jaws as a universal monster. Yeah. I know that he's not a universal classic monster, but... No, but... He's a universal, he's a horror movie, like... Well, and there's nobody, there is, they're literally slim to none of anybody that you don't mention, Shark or da-da-da, and they go, oh, Jaws, or they don't hear the dun-dun-dun, like that. Yeah. And, I mean, it's, he, I mean, he represents, like, everything, but, uh... That's besides the point. Yeah. We're not talking <laughs> about Jaws this episode. <laughs> that is a little bit of a sidetrack that we just went on. But yeah, we both are horribly into horror and Halloween and the arts, the crafts, the dre- dressing up, uh, the culture, the cons, uh, music, film. It doesn't really matter. And so that's why we wanted to start this podcast and be able to have a little bit more of an outlet to express it, and also to just get ourselves thinking, too, because sometimes you get into a slump as a horror fan, and it's really nice to be able to bounce ideas or thoughts or things that you noticed with somebody else, and we're hoping that you guys will join in, too, and give us your thoughts and your opinions on certain movies. Opinions are everything in horror, too, so 
we and we have very different opinions on a lot of horror on movies. a lot of horror movies and but that's the fun thing about horror there's not a lot of other movie categories that you can talk about besides besides horror that's like no it's good no it's bad you can get so into depth on how they're trying to perceive something in a horror movie or make it get across to their audience or this representation, this representation. I mean, the closest thing is probably like psychological or, you know, something like that where you can sit around and discuss what you think the filmmaker meant in this, this thing or whatever. So, um, we're super excited. And like Sam said, our, this first episode is kind of all the Halloween movies, um, including Rob Zombie and, Season of the Witch, which we know are not considered part canon. of the... Canon. Yeah. Yeah, they're not canon, but, but um, we're just going to talk about them a little bit. Yeah, and we think that they deserve their own spots. Yeah, just to see so, how they changed. Yeah. Um, what the differences were, the good and the bad. Um, Sometimes very bad. Very bad. So, we're, I mean, we're going to discuss all of them just a little bit and just kind of go over likes and dis- dislikes on them, and then the big differences... And uh, maybe just our overall thoughts on the Halloween whatevers, you know? Yeah, the so, franchise itself. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to get into the Halloween franchise, which is John Carpenter's baby, I believe, right? Yes. Um, I should know that. I've got a poster sitting right there on the wall. But um, <laughs> we have some notes. We went through, what is it? Uh, eight, nine movies? Ten movies. Uh, yeah, so you've got the, like, six originals, yeah. and then we've got two, the H2O and the Resurrection, and then you've got and Rob Zombie's, Rob Zombie's too. Yeah. Okay, so nine. That's a lot of movies. It was a lot, but it's the, jeez, I mean, it is the starting point of the slasher film. Yeah. It's shaped everything. Tons of stuff. Well, even down to, like, jump scares and things like that. Like, he revolutionized all different types of things. Well, and the, uh, just, Halloween started almost, it's funny to look back at it now, and I I do have to say that I always watched Halloween in weird little segments when I could catch it on TV, and this was the first time that I actually sat through it and watched it. I hadn't seen it. Like, I had not seen it from beginning to end in a sitting kind of thing. And it's weird to watch it now... And try to keep your brain open that none of this stuff had been seen before. None of these... There, there were no tropes. You can't say, well, yeah, he's behind the door. He wasn't behind the door. Yeah. He, he was, there was no one ever behind the door. Like, so I, I think uh, I had saw... I had seen somewhere at one point in time that the closest thing to Halloween that you could consider almost a slasher film is uh, Peeping Tom. And that's the closest, yeah, it, I mean, it's it's pretty good, just, you, I mean, you you don't see it, I think because it, it's not a slasher because you don't see him that much. Yeah. You don't have anybody to put to that slasher category except there is somebody following these people around and killing them. Yeah, so well, that, and like we that's said earlier, closest. like we had, um, we had Psycho and we had all those kind of things where people got killed with knives yeah. and everything, but it wasn't the same. Totally it wasn't different. One, that was like a flytrap kind of situation. Yeah, it wasn't like a one menacing type person or entity really that stalked people just to stalk people. Yeah. Because yeah. like in the first Halloween, um, which we'll get into now, is... 
Michael kills his his older sister, and really, that's the only thing you know about him. She was 15. You, it, really? Yeah, in IMDb, it says, like, he kills her his 15-year-old sister. The 70s uh, were different. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, wow, I would have said he was, she was, like, his 18-year-old yeah, sister, I know, maybe? I know, I was, like, 15. Oh, my God. Well, I guess back then, especially, it would have been more... Because he's, what, eight when he kills her? Mm, yeah, I think. So that's, you know, the age difference between them wouldn't be as big as ten years. Yeah, Like, yeah. I know, you know, a lot of people now have, like, midlife babies or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think it was just more what she was doing. Yeah, naked, alone, brushing her hair. With a guy. Well, okay. Yeah, it's super um, strange. But well, that was... they don't show a guy in the first one, do they? Mm-hmm. Do they? Yeah, she's, like, uh, fooling around with him on the couch, and they run upstairs kind oh, of thing. Oh, okay, yeah. And, and he's on the outside him. of the house, and then I think he goes through the back door. Okay. And he comes up. Because uh, it's weird, because the... that was what was weird about the uh, watching it and stuff, is it's really funny to see the camera angles in comparison to seeing it through Michael's eyes mm-hmm. are just, like, way off. And there's, yeah. like, it's, it's such the little things now. Um but it, I mean, it was, it, it, that, that I was really surprised to read that on IMDb. It was like 15. Yeah, that's oh my crazy. God. <laughs> well, like, realistically, like, like I said, that's all you know about Michael until he's older. Um, what is it? 15 years 15 later. years later? Yep. Um, so he's 23. Something like that. 23 in the yeah. first Halloween. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's all you know. And then really... It seems like Dr. Loomis in the first movie, I know that he has a more significant, he has a significant role in the first movie, but I know towards, you know, five, four and five especially. um, He's almost the main character. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas in this, he's kind of like the narrator almost because you have no idea why this guy, you see him kill his sister, you see him break out of um, the psychiatric unit and come to Haddonfield. Haddonfield, the only thing really that you can kind of grasp from that is that he wants to go back to his hometown. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's well, really Loomis, his only Loomis motivation. Loomis does not go off on anything because they're just like, why are we picking up this guy? And Loomis is like, he is evil. Yeah. And that's it. He, I mean, yeah. he doesn't exemplify. There's nothing. No. Towards the end of the movie, he more goes into detail. He about, gets a yeah, little bit. like, he is the boogeyman. He's, you know, blah, blah, blah. But really... All you know about Michael is that he comes back to Haddonfield. He really wants to come back to his hometown, apparently, to stalk teenage girls. One in particular, which is Lori, um, who portrays the first kind of horror thing of she's a virgin. Yes. She's very clearly the kind of... Watching it again as an older, like, you know, as an older woman, you can kind of see that the respect that her friends have for her is only based on what she can do for them. Exactly. You, you know, like, you see, as a teenager, you see it, and you're like, because everybody has friends like that, where, you know, they you don't really necessarily watch them or realize that they're using you um, until you're older and you look back and you see, okay, well, maybe they weren't such a great friend. Exactly. We've all had friends like that. But um, Annie and Linda, I 
honestly think that they treat Lori like shit. They do, though, because everything is, you should go out and party more, and yeah. then it turns into, well, we can call Lori. Yeah. Lori can watch the kid while I go screw this guy. Exactly. Lori can do this. Lori can pick me up in the car, because mm-hmm. she does I mean, she doesn't have a boyfriend. What is she doing? Yeah. She's not doing anything. She's either babysitting, or she's doing stuff for yeah. her friends based on yeah. what we see in this movie. And Lori says that she needs to get home, either it's homework or this or that, and they're like, what for? You don't have a boyfriend. Like, everything yeah. kind of revolves around that. Which I think is funny because John Carpenter says um, in one of the quotes that they never planned on the whole sex and virgin thing happening in this movie. Being a motive for Michael. Yeah. Or people having sex being, they, he just said, well, they're distracted. Yeah. You're in the most not distracted set. And then that yeah. became, that's one of the tropes that was Whereas born Lori from this movie. Whereas Lori has two kids with her. Who see what's happening and they see yeah. the guy. She's not distracted. She's not she distracted. She has no distractions. Yeah, she has an able. She's she's she has the ability to run upstairs and grab the hanger that eventually gets him off her and stuff. But, um, yeah, I was really, I don't want to say disappointed, but you think of Annie, Linda, and Lori as kind of like a best friend type group, and it almost seems as if Annie and Linda are the best friends because they have more in common. They're, you know, they both have boyfriends. They're both on the cheerleading squad. Um, they have that kind of, I don't want to say maturity, but as opposed to Lori's, like, being naive, yeah. they're they're not so green in that sense. So they have stuff to talk about that isn't trying to get their friend to go out on a date or yeah. go to a dance yeah. with, you know, the guy. Um, but when you see it, it's kind of, it's disappointing because Lori, it just kind of seems like she didn't have any friends. So she wanted to latch onto these girls to have the, to have friends. Yeah. Like it wasn't, it was more out of necessity. Well, and she still worries about them too. Yeah. You know, she, when Annie is, when Annie's missing and she calls Linda and says, have you seen Annie? No. Yeah. And she's worried about her and she, well, she said she was going to call and this and that. And they, I mean... They don't have any kind of respect for no. her in any sense like that. So she still cares about them and treats them as friends where, like you said earlier, that she is, she's an extra pair of hands to them. Yeah. She and can watch it. the kids. Exactly. And she can do all that kind of stuff. Um, so, if, like, one of the things that I absolutely, like, I just really uh, appreciated about this movie, why, like, actually having it as a first watch, was how Michael is like a shark. There's so many scenes where he's right there in the background and he's nearby to them and the pe- no one notices. No. The cops don't notice. Uh, there's uh, when the um, corner store is broken into and he's right there at the stop sign in the car. And, you know, they're looking left and right and they're not particularly looking for him, but just cars going, just like how people would move around. He's right there. And it is almost shark-like how he turns a corner and drives by, and he's feet away from them. Well, it's kind of, it's almost like when you hear about police always either photograph or videotape a crowd that Mm -hmm. forms around a crime scene. Yeah. Because a lot of the times, if a sociopath has committed a murder... They come back. They come back and they want to see... Because they want the attention. Yeah. And they can't get the attention that they want. reacting to their work. And... Other than being caught and people knowing who they are, yeah. they're not going to get that attention unless exactly. they get a name or, you know, like, whatever. Yeah. Um, like Jack the Ripper and stuff, yeah. who they had a name, but they didn't know who they were. Um, so Michael's almost like that, where he's a voyeur in his own crimes, and he likes to come and see and kind of mock the people 
that can't catch him. Yes. And that can't, even if they did catch him, can't stop him because he's yeah. some kind of supernatural type entity that can't be killed or yeah. anything like that. Yeah, and I really, I did appreciate, just because this is so original in the sense of um, it starting so many things, how they... I, we're not going to explain it. We don't need to. We don't need to justify this movie. No. We see him this way. Yeah. I, you know, that, I mean, one of the most famous lines ever, I think is the fourth one, where I shot him six times and he didn't die, or it might have been the second one. I think it's the second one. Yeah. It, like, Loomis actually has, like, a quote in each movie that is, like, super famous. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so funny, but they just, we're not going to explain it. No. He's just like this. Well, and really... Why is his face messed up? He just is yeah you know it's just it's one of those things well and as a horror like a horror viewer we know what comes in the sequels and the whatever ninth movie we know what happens we know who michael is we know yeah. what he's about all that kind of stuff it actually comes to light in number two some pretty important information as to why he went back to haddonfield but um as far as this movie's concerned he went back to his hometown just because it was easy and he knew where it was and went after these kids because that was just who was in his path. Yeah. Um, Nothing's explained. And no, when you not think at about all. it at that time with no internet, nothing to, no people discussing it. I mean, you might be waiting for a magazine maybe that comes out with like an interview or something. But yeah. You don't have any backstory on well, that. Well, but even then, they didn't have a backstory. They don't have a backstory. So yeah. it's just you're going, oh my God, like he is terrifying. I've never seen anything superhuman like that. And, yeah. You know, this and a little boy can turn into that. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it, it was, it's insane. And especially in that beginning, I can't imagine how mind blown you are to find out that it is a little boy. Yeah. In that house, mm -hmm. you know, cause you don't. Yeah. Honestly, I mean like you can't really tell from the hand or anything when he goes and like grabs the knife. You're not really thinking about it no. until they pull his mask off. Well, then it's like, you know the iconic clown suit and yeah. his parents running up, which they don't ever mention his parents Nothing again. Nothing ever again. And I, I actually wrote down, like, how oh, the mom is totally whatever. Yeah. She, like, puts her hands in her pockets and she's just like, not again. Like, yeah. it's so weird how some of the body language comes off in this movie. But, um, oh, and Annie is unbearable. Yeah. Oh, my God. Even, I don't like Linda either. No, but Annie is unbearable. Yeah. Like, it's everything she does and says. Well, and she's constantly on Lori. Like, yeah. constantly. Like, I, I can't stand it. I, it I feel so It is very frustrating so as far as, like, a, a uh, looking at the women of horror kind of thing is just... <sighs> well, thankfully, we have, like, a final girl in Lori. Um... Because otherwise, the women in that movie are just... They are unbearable. Yeah. And I think I think John Carpenter was trying to go for a very stark difference between the two, but it mm -hmm. might have been overdone. Yeah. Well, you've got Lori <laughs> who... amazing. One, you know. a little bit too virginal. Uh, very, that, very quiet. Yeah. Very, Just like, that little, you know, her clothes are completely different. Her hair is completely different yeah. from everybody else. She sits there, like, hugging the pumpkin. Yeah, like, she's I, she has, like, strong moments that are not... It really doesn't seem like she's, like, adrenaline strong, just, you know, it's very strange. It's very different to see how much they change, but it feels more real. Yeah. You know, now it's the virginal girl that is very shy and stuff like that, and then she ends up, she's like, yeah, I can stab your neck, yeah. and I can cut your throat out, and Lori's not that person. No. Period. End she's, of story. She's thrust into a situation, and she can kind does of survive. the best she can. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I think that because she's so innocent... 
that really her not strength because I think that she is strong but really her adaptability to the situation that she's in is really concerned for the kids that she's looking after yes as opposed to I think that if maybe she was sitting at home watching the thing by herself yeah not babysitting or whatever I believe that I'm sure she would have tried to protect herself but it would have been more maybe a more Annie kind of situation yeah exactly where she's a little bit more distracted but because she's watching the kids she has I that think that's duty. where she gets her adrenaline from. Yeah. Is. Like, I don't think that if he had went after Annie while the, the little girl was yeah. there, if she would have been able... She's more of a self-serving character. Yes. Who, it would have been like, take the kid as long as I don't die kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Which, you know, can't fault her for that. I would do the same thing. <laughs> but... Basically. Lori has a very... She's, like, super babysitter in that way that her strength really to go against Michael comes from wanting to protect the kids. Well, and she's only relaxed. She only relaxes when she gets the kids out of the house. Yeah. The, uh, well, the first time, yeah, the first time when she gets the kids completely out of the house mm-hmm. is the only time that she truly relaxes. Yeah. Um, you know, and they keep going back and forth and stuff like that, but it is the only time that she's, she doesn't relax when she tells them to go and hide. Yeah. In the bathroom or the closet or whatever. Yeah, um, and then she, like, she's still not relaxed. But no. when she gets them out of the house is yeah. when she finally is like, "That's that's done. That's fine." Mm-hmm. Now, and she completely lets her guard down. And obviously, back you know, they're not expecting Michael to come back. Yeah, no one, you know that kind of thing. But she she is not relaxed when she has them hide. Period. No, it's only when they leave. Yeah, and then she doesn't care about herself. It almost seems like she just all right. Everything's done. Chill. Yeah, that kind of thing. But um. Yeah, it was uh, it was cool to watch. I really that's the one thing that I would have loved as a superpower is to like watch these things new eyes. Yeah, never seen a horror movie before. Just like you could like reclick your brain and be mm-hmm. like, I'm watching Halloween for the first. Never, yeah. I have nothing to compare this yeah. to. Yeah, oh, I don't man, know who Michael be... is or anything like that. Oh man, that would be such a cool superpower. Yeah. But I did like that, uh, the couple times that they revealed his mask very mm-hmm. slowly from the dark. Yeah. Ooh. That's which the kind is of stuff. a James T. Kirk mask, which mm-hmm. I think we all know. Yeah, that should be, people. you shouldn't have to say anything about that. It's, it's so funny, um, how that worked out for them. But, uh, yeah. I think that's Halloween. Yeah. But then Halloween 2, um, picks up. Immediately. Immediately. It's her... It actually overlaps just a little yeah, bit. It's basically, like her getting the kids out, and then him... And, and then like, her yeah. going to the hospital, like, after yeah. he's been shot and disappears. Um, there's really not much to say about number two. Number two is more of a it's generic annoying. slasher. Yeah. I don't particularly like number two. I liked it a little bit more than the first one, just because there was more chaos. Yeah. I guess because it's not the original one. I, I think that the only thing that happens in Halloween 2 that's important is that we find out that the reason Michael came to Haddonfield is because Lori is his sister. Yeah, and I, uh, I totally missed that part in there. Because, like, well, by the fourth or the fifth one, I was like, when did they even mention this? Well, she finds the hospital paperwork. That's what it is, that, then. Yeah, I believe that says she's adopted. Okay. And then overhears Dr. Loomis talking about, he knows that now he's put it together that he's come after his sister. Okay. So, really, that's the only... Significant. Obviously, it's a very significant. It's huge significance. Um, no, this seems like they played more off of like, holy crap, the sex and the boobs worked. Yeah. Put that on repeat. Let's put a little bit more gore in it, and 
go. Yeah. You know, like that kind of thing. Because this def- this was more gory. Yeah. Like, by far. Because the kills in the first one are either, like, just... There's a little bit of blood trickling down yeah. the thing. Or I think whatever. they were kind of they didn't want to push the envelope quite yet to see where. Well, they had no budget. At. There was nothing. Yeah, there was nothing, and this definitely had more of a budget. Um, because I was uh, when the little kid is just I think it's literally just for the visual of it. He's bitten in the razor blade. Yeah, <laughs> holy crap! <laughs> and with all the blood coming out of his. Mouth. Oh my god! And just like him, like having his mouth open, like trying not to touch it. I was kind of like. Uh, yeah, like I could feel it between my teeth. Well, and I'm not sure that that was a thing before that movie came out. I'm not sure, and I've heard. I feel like I've heard that somewhere. Yeah, where... I believe that that was what started the urban legend. Yeah, the urban legend. I think that one. Well, I know that a lot of the times um, people talked about poison in the candy, mm-hmm. but razor blades specifically were yeah like part of that. I really liked the. Um... The car explosion, not the car explosion scene, the, uh, when they think that they've found Michael and he hits him with the car, destroys this man that they find out later who it is, but destroys this Mm -hmm. man, car explosion, can't identify the body. And they're literally like, welp, let's go find Michael. Yeah. And they just leave. Yeah. (laughs) I guess that the way they see it. Is like the funniest. You're an asshole. You knew that we were looking for this guy, and you think that it's funny to play a prank. But I guess you know people didn't have the. We know that Michael Myers is not somebody to be messed with. Whereas these people, they live in Haddonfield. They have this image of this eight-year-old boy who killed his sister. They don't have this image of this supernatural entity that can't be killed. That they will go to any length to try and destroy. Yeah, I just I could not stop laughing at that because it's literally just. Loomis and a cop being like, well, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and they walk away. <laughs> no, it's oh, terrible. I was, I was dying at that. That was, um, that was super funny. And then, uh, I don't know why, I don't know if it was just in the moment or whatever, but when the nurse and the guy are in the hot tub and, um, boyfriend or whatever it is leaves and she's, uh, Michael kills him and comes through into the hot tub and she's kissing his hand. Ugh. I, usually it's not a problem. Yeah. I don't know. I, like, I guess I'm just old enough now that I was just, like, you, I, you have no clue what he, I mean, he, you do. Like, I know what he's been touching. It's everywhere. Yeah. And it was just, like, the grossest thing, and it was, like, it felt like it went on forever. Mm -hmm. Like, forever. Like, you don't recognize the smell? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, just, that hit me just right that time. I don't know why. No, it's, it's. It, uh, pretty yeah, it just, it, it stuck out to me pretty bad. Um, yeah, it, very generic slasher film. They definitely were just working with. Yeah. Boobs worked. Sex worked. More boobs. Well, and they more gave, sex. and they gave <clears throat> the, and then they, the stuck. reason for the first movie basically yeah. was that they're, he's going after his other sister. It's probably one of baby. the biggest things a re like a uh, sequel has done as far as canonism. Yeah. Like that is the biggest thing. Well, and it makes it so that 20 years later they're still dealing with it. Yeah, it's like, um it's pretty fascinating that something like that has, you know, really really stuck and became a thing in the in the series because after the first ones usually stuff doesn't it doesn't matter after that. It's like, oh, that's stupid. Yeah. But at that time, that probably blew a ton of people's brains. Yeah. Being like, oh, shoot, didn't think about adoption. 
yeah. and all that stuff. Well, and that her parents would have had to cover it up for her sake. Safety and yeah, da, 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 da. yeah. So but, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I like I like too. It's not my favorite, but no, I like there was just more. Yeah, probably in the blood and the da 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 da. But no, it, it's very generic. Just generic. yeah, it's it is fine. just like they made a movie so that they could tell you that Michael Myers and Laurie Strode were were brother and sister. Yeah, they wanted a gut punch. Yeah, but. Which is weird, benefit. because when you get to three, is when they first tried, we won't talk about three for long, because no, it's we're not, not in this, you know, no. it's not canon in this, in this franchise, but it's weird that they would make a second movie with all the blood and guts and everything, and obviously try to push the envelope a little bit more. Uh-huh. But, yeah. They had a bigger budget. But it was more so that you could get, like, more background on Michael and Lori. Uh-huh. But really... The next movie, Season of the Witch, they're planning on making everything an anthology from then on. Michael only came back after three because people didn't like... They went to the movie theaters expecting Halloween 3 to have Michael Myers in it, and it ended up not being that way. I can't even imagine. I would be so mad. I would be so mad, too. And, like, it's nice being, you know, 30-something years removed from it. H3 is so much fun by itself. Totally fun. It's a very good Halloween movie. It, yeah, totally fun. Don't, if you don't think about Michael, you have no clue to it, and you just watched it, it is super fun. It's super stupid. It's a great B flick. Oh my god, I would have been pissed. Well, can you imagine, because it's... Walking it's, into the theater. It's Halloween 3. You don't... It does, it, yes, it does say it's Halloween 3, it season of the to, witch. Yeah, it needed to be Halloween the anthology... So people knew that what they were getting into when they went into the thing. You expect, you're like waiting for these masks to, one of them a to Michael be Michael, ha- it's a very, or yeah, one of them something. to, you know, unfortunately this mask company has made millions of Michael masks. And you all and you don't know who kill is your Michael siblings Myers. or something. Yeah, like, it's, it's, like, it is a very good movie. I enjoy it's fun. it. It's but if I fun. watch it in oh order, God, it, I yeah. can't do it. No, no, no. It no, annoys me. Not. Like, I, no. you know, it really annoys me. No, but... and I can't imagine how people felt going in. Ugh. Again, it's, it's, you don't have message boards or groups or people saying, hey guys, heads up. Not even has to nothing to do with Michael Myers. It wasn't, you know, nowadays we have, what? I would say no less than at least 15 movies that come out every Friday. Yeah. Every Friday, whether it's indie or it's a less known movie or oh, if it's Oh, God. Infin- there's something you know. in Redbox. There's something on yeah. Netflix. Well, Netflix. Or if it's, it's all like, the time. you know, you've got like big blockbusters like, you know, Black Panther and Does stuff it, like yeah, that. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They're everywhere. But whereas back then, you got maybe, maybe one. Three, yeah. Like yeah. maybe one a week. Yeah. Maybe. If you were lucky. The, you know, Cineplex down the street would get the new John Carpenter Halloween in. You were super excited to see where it went. He just did this big reveal. Well, and it's probably coming out around Halloween. Yeah, I think that they came out in August or September, most of them. I could be wrong. But but you're expecting this third Michael Myers. They blew your mind when they made it so that Lori and him were brother and sister. You know that they both survived, as they usually do. What's going to happen next with the two? And you still don't know much about Michael. Yeah. You still don't understand. Why is he superhuman? Yeah. Why is is he here? Well, why does he care? How does he know? If, how does she not 
if she doesn't know she's adopted, what she does now, but if she went her whole life of I'm How guessing, did he figure all yeah, this stuff out? Yeah, how does he know that that's his sister? Yeah, exactly. Like, and who what does Loomis him? know about him? Yeah. Because Loomis still hasn't said a ton about why he is such pure evil. Yeah. I mean, and we've then seen you go it, to the but... theater and you see pumpkin and witch masks eat children, basically. Yeah, I, I, you. There is no way on this universe that you could sit there and enjoy that movie if you have actually been watching the series of these movies. No, I, I mean at all. Well, for the longest time, I didn't appreciate it because it was not Michael Myers. Yeah, exactly. I wanted Michael Myers the third movie. Yes, you know, and like when we get to the fourth movie. There's a lot still missing. Yeah. I feel if the third movie had focused on Michael and Lori, we would have more answers going into four that we don't have. And we don't usually, we don't even get until, I believe, Halloween H2O. Yeah. About Lori herself. She, yeah, she, she, uh, info dumps a little bit more in H2O. Yeah. yeah. Because in four, um, if you're ready for that one. I'm totally fine to move on to four. I don't okay. remember it much, though, for whatever so reason. So four and five are my favorite. Okay. I love them. It's the introduction of Daniel Harris as um, Jamie. Oh, okay. I got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember now. So it turns out that Jamie is living with a foster family. Mm-hmm. She has her mom and dad. Yep. And her sister. Um, I believe Tina is the name. I, it is Tina. Yeah. Because so, the whole time I thought of the final girls, the movie that came out like yeah, a couple years ago. I and Tina! Yeah. Like, so I was like, that's where it came from. So... She's living with them because her mom and dad have passed away in a car accident. Yep. Who happened to be Lori Strode yep. and whoever she married. She was, they don't. Yeah. They don't, they don't really, really talk about him. Really talk about him. Um, so, as far as we know, Lori has been killed in a car accident. She had. She left her daughter behind. Um, I love Danielle Harris. She's in yeah. everything now. She, I love that they brought her back for the new Halloween movies, like with Rob Zombie. Um, she's in the Hatchet series. Yep. She's in Urban Legend. Yep. Like, she's awesome. I love her. She's one of my favorite final girls. She's a, yeah, she's a better finer girl and stuff. I think she's a little wooden. Like, she doesn't have a personality of her own, but she's very, for, she's very recognizable. Yeah. Extremely recognizable. I liked her as a kid. Way more than I like her now. I thought she was yeah. really cool as a kid. Yeah. Like, surprisingly. I, yeah. One, well, it's funny because now watching the movie, she reminds me of my niece. Oh, yeah. So, like, she really does. Yeah, Maybe, like, a, no, in a I few years. That. Yeah, you know, I like, The way she talks. Oh, we never mentioned. And... We've known each other for 21 years now. Oh, yeah. Like, we... me and Sam haven't, like, just met. Like, no. It's, it's 20 years. our entire lives. We're so. on H21. Yes. At the moment. Yeah. Halloween 21 years later, because that's when we met. Yeah, exactly. So, side note, because we forgot to mention that earlier. But, no, I can definitely see that. Like, yeah. Like, for sure. <laughs> like, the way she talks. She does. And that's stuff. funny. That is um, funny. I'm hoping to be her too. What is she supposed to be? Like, six? Uh, I would say, yeah, between six and seven, maybe. Yeah. It's hard to tell because she's a little girl. Yeah. She's small, you know, framed. Her acting is way beyond her years. Yeah, she's fantastic. I think, like, really steals the show. I think that part of, like, the. The reason that those two are my favorites is because of her acting. Yeah, I really I yeah. love her. I, I do I remember think the she's fourth great. one. Now. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so she's because she's Laurie Strode's uh, daughter. That means she's Michael Myers's niece. niece. Yep. So while Michael's in hospital, he hears overhears that he has a niece in Haddonfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe they still live in Haddonfield. Yeah. It, they. I think they don't throughout the leave, whole series, right? it goes all the way through. So Haddonfield. she lives in Haddonfield. He hears uh, overhears. Dr. Loomis and somebody else talking about it, so as usual, he breaks out yep. for some reason. Loomis is still talking about shit around Michael yeah, for some reason. Yeah, for some no, reason he, knows he doesn't it. understand it, so <laughs> he goes to Haddonfield, um, steals a car, 
blows up a gas station on Loomis at some point during the movie. Um, and goes after Jamie. So it turns out that Jamie is psychically or telepathically connected to Michael in some way where she can't really, sometimes she sees where he is and what he's doing, but it's more of a, she can feel his feelings. Yes. If he's, if he's angry, she knows that he's angry. Yes. So she starts having these different little fits and freaks out and all that kind of stuff. Doesn't want to dress up for Halloween. Um, it takes Tina and her friend quite a while to convince Jamie to go trick-or-treating. Because yes. she's she has these rage and feelings in her and doesn't know where they're coming from. Yeah. So she's well, it's scared. funny because she sees kids trick-or-treating and she's instantly like, I want to go trick-or-treating. Yeah. Like, so it's instant. I think that it's more, what can I do to make me not weird? Yeah. Is what I well, kind yes. of got. And I think she portrayed that really well. Yeah. It she wasn't was just so like, much... Oh, no, no, no. I want to go trick-or-treating. Yeah. I'm a normal child. I do want to go. Yeah. I want... Let's pick out a costume. It wasn't so much that she she doesn't want to go trick-or-treating. She tells Tina she doesn't want to go. Her parents didn't want to go. Yeah. And, but then it's like, okay, what do the normal kids do? Yeah. And so what do like, they want to okay. hear? Yeah. So we went to, you know, and she overhears Rachel complaining because her parents want to go out that night. Her cousin's name is Rachel. Tina is the friend. That's what it is. Yeah. So Rachel, I apologize. Rachel is her cousin. I just remember um, Tina. Yeah. Tina's her friend who dresses like a devil in the fifth one. Yes. Rachel's yes, yes, friend. Yes, 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 yes. So her foster sister, Rachel, she overhears Rachel complaining that she has to, Rachel's got a date that night, but her parents have some kind of, not gala, but like. Uh, it's parent things. They have to go yeah, somewhere. Yeah. It's like a business dinner or lunch or like, dinner oh, you've got to do it we can't yeah like that kind so of it's the you know it sets her up to have to watch jamie for the evening and it's halloween obviously so she's upset about missing her date and jamie overhears rachel oh biggest douchebag guy oh my god of all cinema yeah. like are you freaking kidding yeah. me so the min basically the minute that rachel calls brody I think it was, I think it was Brody. Like she, like, tells him in the costume shop that yeah, she doesn't, she can't. she can't. She can't so go she on has the to watch, you know, she has to watch Jamie. She and Jamie picks out, out the clown costume. Yeah. And has a freak out in the store because Jason's almost to, or Jason. Oh <laughs> Michael is almost to Haddonfield. Um, so she freaks out in the store. Well, she sees, she, she sees, sees these, like, they're, he's, like, attacking her. She sees yeah. it, like, almost, like, in 3D. What like, I believe he's that coming she's, at her kind yeah, of thing. He, he may or may not be in the store. Could yeah, be. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah, it's weird. We assume that it's kind of a, a flash for her where she knows he's coming after her. Um, but she, she doesn't, doesn't know who he is. really tell anybody. She she know yeah, she doesn't know. She that, has no clue yeah, who, she this doesn't know who this man is. Yeah. He knows that that's his niece. Um, she ends up picking out a clown costume, which, as we know from the first one, is Michael's costume of choice when yeah. he was around her age. Yeah. Um, Which I like, too, because that just has that sense for her, like, where she's trying to fit in, but she, I, I understand that it's it's the costume that Michael had, but um, she also doesn't fit in because she's not picking a princess or yeah. this or that. She's very yeah. much, like, she's, like, amazed by this clown costume. Yeah. Well, and it, Which I, we get. I think that that, that also is another nod to them being connected. Yeah, that no, Michael totally. can maybe see through her eyes and make her pick the clown costume. No, I, like, I totally get that, but it yeah. does exemplify the fact that she's not fitting in. Yeah. Like, at all. So, they go trick-or-treating. The douchebag boyfriend has the... Store clerk. Yeah, which is the cop's daughter. 
is it? Yeah, over, because that happens when they get to the house later. So he has the cop's daughter over. Um, so no, I believe that he goes to the cop's daughter's house, because he's there when they get there when Sam Michael comes. Yeah. So Sam Loomis comes and saves them from Michael, because Michael's been stalking them. Someone's while. always a cop's trigger daughter. trigger-treating, yeah. <laughs> so they go, they're with the sheriff, so the sheriff says, okay, we'll go to my house, we'll lock it down. Yeah. Um, at this point, I believe that the police station has been decimated. Like, I think so. everybody in the police station is completely gone. I'm pretty sure. So it's really only the sheriff and whoever was out on the road. Because w- Michael's gone to the sheriff's mm-hmm. station to make sure that they can't come out and respond to any calls. Yeah. So they go to the sheriff's house, which is where Rachel finds out that the cop's daughter and her boyfriend have slept together. Well, yeah, they She's were... walking around in a t-shirt Well, that's no when she... They and... came up... She came up with a group of kids. Yeah. Trick-or-treating, and she was like, oh, hey, Rachel. Oh, yeah. And then he walked downstairs. Yeah. And she was like, oh, hells no. Yeah. And she left. So, unfortunately, they have to go back there because that's the safe house at the moment because they yeah. can't take him to the police station. Yeah. Um, so, as usual, Michael gets in and... Normal Michael chaos. Yes. Kills people. Honestly. People try to kill him, which we know never works. It never works out. Um, really, the only person who has any kind of connection that he seems to maybe have some... Not care, but I see... I personally see Jamie and Lori... The reason he wants to kill them is he doesn't want anything out in the world that he cares about. Yeah. I think that they show his humanity mm-hmm. in a way that nobody else does... Yeah. Not even Dr. Loomis. Yeah. And he wants that gone. Yeah. If he kills them, doesn't care about anybody. And he yeah. doesn't have to have any connection to anybody. Yeah. He's, he's his it's, own it's person. It's his, like, it's his own connect. It's his last connection to the world. Yeah. To people. And his humanity and Anything. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Without him just being a standalone psychopath. Yeah. So, Jamie tries to talk him down. And he stops for a minute, you know... The normal like suspense. The, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Loomis, I believe, comes up behind him to kill him, and he freaks out, obviously. Yeah. Goes after Jamie. Um, it ends up that he's, you know, dies, quote-unquote, yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then we get to the end of the movie, and we realize that that's not the case. Oh, yeah. He hasn't died. It's always. Because the reason that we find out is because Jamie is still emotionally connected to him, and goes into a rage and kills, I believe kills or maybe hurts. I don't think that they show it. I her feel they foster said, mom. No, I think they said in the fifth one that, that she, she killed, killed her. But my only thing is it, right at the beginning, Rachel is still going and seeing Jamie. Mm-hmm. So I would say it would be more realistic for me personally if they hadn't killed the mom. If yeah. she had hurt, because she comes out with a knife, it's covered in blood, her yeah. co- clown costume covered in blood, and it's basically Michael on Halloween all over again from yeah. 20 years ago, or I just, 15 years ago. I remember thinking that she had killed the sister, um, but in the fifth one, when it starts out... Yeah, Rachel's there. They're doing their mm-hmm. little um, info dump, like they usually do, yeah. so the nurses are talking, and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, she killed her mother, okay, ho- her stepmother, yeah, see, or whatever, I, it's, on yeah, Halloween her night. Mom. Yeah, so... They did say that she, yeah, she went crazy, and yeah. she, like, that kind of thing. Well, and we know that the craziness comes with her connection to Michael. Yeah, so do you want to just, yep. in the fifth one? And then we get to the fifth one, and Jamie's in, she won't talk, 
No, at she, all. she can't. Yeah. It, it, it goes halfway Yeah, it seems like she wants to say stuff because she wants to scream and, te- yeah. you know, help and yes. everything like that. Oh, um, I felt her pain when you heard the, like... Yeah. You can't, you can't hear it, but, like, in your dream when you want to scream but you can't, she does that in the movie and you're like, oh been there yeah. like it was really cool so it's unfortunate she can't talk but rachel still goes to see her which if they did kill foster kids i know that you love them like your own and you're supposed to you know, tina whatever. wrote down tina doesn't care at all but cares but doesn't tina's her friend the yeah. girl that dresses like a devil yeah yeah okay is rachel's her sister so i just remember generic white girl names yeah so um it turns out tina and rachel come and visit jamie um, they go, it's been a year, it's mm. Halloween, and she's in, she's living in, like, it's almost like a child home, but where people can look after her, and, you know, because she went crazy, hasn't had, obviously, any episodes in the last year, um, but she can't talk. She won't no, talk No, she or won't whatever. talk or she can't, yeah. So, um, we, she goes with Tina and Rachel, they get ice cream and stuff yes. like that. She really wants to stay at the house with Rachel, but yes. obviously she's can't it's kind of like a halfway house or whatever it might be yeah um where she's not she can go out and she can do that kind of stuff but she's locked down so she makes the friend and the little boy mm-hmm. um and he kind of talks for her almost uh he has a stutter yeah so he it's funny because this is when she starts to want to talk maybe yeah and so she can only get out like the of words mm-hmm. and for, what i mean it's movie you gotta you know disconnect yourself from that or what is suspend your belief but he can understand that i guess because he has a stutter and she can only kind of stutter at yeah. this point so he can understand her kind of thing which is fine just a little hokey but uh yeah they uh, they're whatever they start yeah, to become friends. closer friends so then tina and rachel go to a halloween party that night after dropping which i thought was hilarious because like all this crazy nonsense happens like there is like death and crazy stuff and she's like i have to see jamie i have to see her and then they get there and the police are like well what do you know and da, 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 da. and she's like i have to go i have like a thing and yeah. he was like what are you doing like <laughs> this kid was almost like killed or dead or exploded or whatever and she was so worried about her earlier when she was talking to the her boyfriend or whatever and then instantly she just sees her and she's like, go to bed, go to sleep. And the little girl's, cr- you know, crying and freaking out. And then she's like, well, I have to go. Like, yeah. I have a party a to barn go to. Party. Yeah, it was like, I was like, oh my God, what is happening? So disconnected, but whatever. Yeah. So her and the friend and then one guy. She yeah. She doesn't really have like a boyfriend. The bad boy with the leather jacket. Yeah. And the far- fast car or whatever. Sure. Um, they go to a party out by the barn. Or out by it's like a house party with yeah, a barn, but with a there. giant barn. Yeah. So Tina and her boyfriend go out to the barn to have sex, and Rachel's with them. Yeah, and finds and, kitties. Oh yeah, the baby cats. Yep. So, <laughs> which I thought was funny because she was like, "I don't even like cats. What am I doing?" <laughs> <laughs> so funny. that would be me at a party. Yeah. But um, so we know that Jamie has found had a telepathic connection and knows that Michael is alive. Yeah. So she's freaking out. Her and her little friend go and leave the child home to find out where Rachel is yes. so that they can help her and save her from Michael. Yes. Um, they get to the field, and her friend Tina and the boyfriend, of course, eat shit. Um, it, it was your generic cat and mouse. Yeah. Of just like, Brad, where are you? T- yeah. You know, Tina, where are you? And they have sex. Yeah. So... 
that just summons. Yeah, basically, we, we know that they're gonna die. At that yeah, point. yeah. But so they, at the same time, the townspeople are, I don't know, vigilante justice, and they're trying to kill Michael. Uh, they've got their pitchforks in yeah. there. They've <laughs> and already their torches. They've it's... already shot one person dead, and they shouldn't have, or you know. Yeah, just. So, I personally, like I said, four and five are my favorites. Uh-huh. I really like that they did... Oh, yeah, and that... Sorry, at the end of six... Four... I'm sorry. At the end of five, Jamie's in the police station, and they lock her in so that they she knows she's safe, which we know she's never safe. You're never safe. So, she gets out of the locked room, walks down the hall to get to, to Michael's cell to see... You know, I guess to see him in person and maybe talk to him or whatever. Um, which he starts talking again because otherwise Rachel would have died. Um, and Michael's gone. So she starts screaming. She's crying. She's, you know, scared. But it turns out that there's a man in a black coat that has taken Michael. Mm-hmm. And takes Jamie. So that's the end of number five is that we see them... Everybody's safe, basically, and then this random black guy, black coat guy, comes and takes Jamie and Michael. I'm guessing for their connection, um, so maybe he can study it or whatever. It's a cliffhanger. Yeah. Until the sixth one comes out, a little kind of, not really. Yeah. So the sixth movie <laughs> is the worst confusing. of the series. Yeah. I would say it was. It's by far. It just there's the worst of the series. It's in. It is chaos yeah mental chaos yeah not even the movie's chaos it's just it's mental gymnastics it opens up jamie's a teenager yes she's pregnant yeah and having the baby right now yes in this like cult candles i mean they get rid of her as fast as fucking possible yeah like it's insane so she has the baby apparently i mean we're not getting any like no there's nothing so but she's in labor and it's it's crazy. I don't particularly know much about this movie just because it's so hard to follow. It's insanely hard to follow. Yeah. So yeah, like you just you were thrown into her pregnant now, which is there's nothing. There is no like time lapse kind of thing or what we've been doing for the last ten years or anything like that. She's, well, and she's clearly a teenager. Oh, like, I her. would say, like, 16, 18 years old. Yeah. So she's get, obviously, it's been, like, a decade. It, yeah. So well, they kind of seem to do this, like, 10 to 15 years. Yeah, but that means that she's been captured by this guy, and nobody knows where she's been for 10 but, years. And like, who? Yeah. I, I mean, it, it is. It is, like, literal chaos. So they do that. Yeah. They throw you like right cult. into that. Um, and she's gone. Yeah. We have no more Jamie. So then... So we, we move on to the... The it's baby. Not, it's not a boyfriend. But, uh, yeah, the baby is with, found by, shocking, Paul Rudd. Yeah. Which. I think it's one of his first roles. It, one of his first. Which, he's got, like, a couple credits before it with He small could stuff. literally play the same part right now and still look exactly the same. Uh, yeah, tune in to another podcast where we probably talk about who's a vampire in most of these horror movies. Because yeah. there are some people that you would never figure it out. But, so, Paul Rudd is supposed to be. The, not, they weren't boyfriends. The friend? Yeah, I guess. Uh, Jamie's little friend with the stutter? I, that's what I got. Yeah. 
No, he is. He that is, is him. Yeah, he's okay. Jamie's friend with a stutter. He's, he's all grown up and gorgeous. Yeah, oh, absolutely gorgeous. That There's no... Yeah. There's nothing against that. Um, But he's uh stalking around. A, he, he's listening to reports of Michael? Yeah. Well, and People he, calling in that they've seen Michael? He has a... Or are they recordings? I couldn't... I don't know. But he has a theory that Michael is... There's some kind of curse of thorn that... A person... Now, this is, the er- crazy. this is the early 90s. Remember the Satanic Panic? Yeah. They really tried to go with, like, this cult thing so for the Satanic the, stuff. The child of Thorn had to murder their family or murder their, their female sister or sibling or niece or whatever on Halloween to enact this This says rite. that it was six years after Michael Myers last terrify- terrorized Haddonfield. So she's 14 when Something she's having like a baby? That, apparently. No, that's disgusting. But see, that that's, doesn't make any sense. No, that's, that's So then weird. what are you going to explain with the baby? And Was look at Paul Rudd. He went from being the kid with the stutter to being Paul well, Rudd. And he looked totally older than her. Yeah. Like, totally older well, than Paul her. Well, Paul Rudd, I would say, at that time probably was like 20. He might have been, yeah. But the, the then they didn't get a woman actress to... Like, it doesn't make any sense then. That's crazy. That's so weird. Yeah, it's only six years. Well, so, and the baby's still a baby. And there's no way that she was over eight in that movie, in that first no, original No, absolutely not. I would say eight at the most. Yeah, so they're saying six years. No, that's so weird. Yeah. Well, anyways, so he thinks that there's this curse of thorn that Michael has... Excuse me, that Michael has been put under that their family, like the Strode family, which I... The Myers family, I apologize. Um has to do, has to deal with. So he believes that Jamie's baby, which he finds and takes in, is the next, basically next Michael Myers. In that sense. Alright, we're back. We took a short break to try and figure out what the hell this movie was about. Just a little bit more. watching it is not apparently the way to understand <laughs> figure it. Figure it out at all. And I, I watched these, like, I watched two of them a day kind of thing to try and, like, refresh. And the sixth one, like, it was the one that I probably paid the closest attention to because I had heard about it before. I, I might as well have not. Like, I literally, I, I, like, I was so lost during it. Mostly in Paul Rudd's eyes. Yeah. But. So, we, um, kind of found a synopsis or a plot described by people, apparently, that paid attention to this movie or have way more intelligence than we do. Uh, so I'm going to read one that's written by someone on, um, IMDb that understood this a little bit more, um, as far as who has been going, what, who is who and what is what in this movie. So get ready for this. Six in the series. And the fifth to feature the character Michael Myers. It has been six years since both Michael and Jamie disappeared from Haddonfield's police station. Now, in 1995, the kids of Haddonfield want to have parties on Halloween night again after the parents have banned it since the incident of 1988, age 4, and 1989, age 5. Meanwhile, Jamie has been raped by a cult but manages to escape with her newborn baby. But Michael is in hot pursuit. The Strode family has moved. The Strode family has moved into the Myers house. Okay. What do you mean the Strode family? I'm guessing it's the woman and her son, and it was like a grandmother or something, or her mother. The fuck. Yeah. Okay. Um, in an attempt to break the curse and to finally sell the house, but daughter Kara Strode 
has problems with her son, Danny Strode, who is haunted by the man in black from H5. Help is at hand, though, from not only Dr. Loomis, but also from an unexpected source, Tommy Doyle, one Sorry. of the two child survivors from H1. Okay, so it's Tommy Doyle. It's not her stuttering It's not friend. her friend. Okay. Tommy has grown up and has researched into Michael's madness, and he might have the answer, which is the, it's the curse of Thorn that Michael is possessed by that makes him kill his family. Hmm. Yeah, so I didn't get any of that. Okay. <laughs> I thought that Paul Rudd was the stuttering kid. So Me too. Tommy Doyle, apparently, were, I wasn't paying attention. Okay, so that's why he's significantly, but he should be way older yeah. Like, way so... older. How is that eight years? <laughs> They're saying that he's, but like... Tommy Doyle, okay, so if it's six years after age five, and age five is, like, 15 years after the first one. He should still be way older. <laughs> yeah, I don't... That's... So, the timeline is very strange on that, but, um... Yeah, so Paul Rudd has, you know, it's all this crazy, like, cult stuff, and a very annoying kid. Apparently, these are the Strode family. These are, all of them are connected to Lori. Um, the, the woman's son is one of the worst kids, where it's like, sit here, and he instantly, like, runs, and yeah. they're chasing him around most of the movie, and the, it is the strangest movie. No answers, they just happily leave at the end. Cool. They're just like, bye, we're jumping out of town. And Michael does the whole, you know, we killed him. You look at the ground, he's gone. Uh, this time he has a nice little implant in the <laughs> ground, which I really enjoyed. Like, Yeah. At least was, you know he was really there. I, he was, like, there. It was basically, like, a, a wily coyote, like, yeah. fell into the cannon kind of thing, which is great. And then he was gone. So he's just gone. And that's, well, that's H6. That's the only thing in this movie that's canon. Oh. Yeah. So. Wow. That was H6, and that ends, like, the original, just Run of straight movies. in a line yeah. Halloween movies. And then from there, we go into H2O. Oh, yeah. Which is 20 years after the original massacre where Lori was in high school. Yes. So we find out that Lori, the first part of the movie, or the first 15 minutes of the movie, is there's a nurse who worked with Dr. Loomis, and she has a whole room that she's been... That, Dr. Loomis has been staying in, and he recently passed away, um, and it's just filled and filled with different things on the wall, newspaper clippings, all that kind of stuff. So we find out that Lori had faked her death, so when she left Jamie behind, kind of fucked up, um, really, the car crash, she faked it. Like, yes. it was, you know, to get, so that they could, she could change her name, she could change whatever. So we find out that Lori is a principal at a school in California, a private school, and um, has a son who is 18. Um, no mention of Jamie whatsoever. No mention of the son. So apparently, from what we can gather from the other movies, what has happened is she had a, she had Jamie and she had the son. Didn't really care much about Jamie enough to take her with her, but no. when she faked her death, she took her son. Is what I'm assuming is the case. I guess whatever. so. It's, based it's, on his age and based on the, the timing and all that kind of stuff. What the timeline would be is it's kind of ignoring after it's not ignoring the story after H, like H2 it's like including the story from H3 yeah. but it, then it's like ignoring a bunch of stuff yeah it's very strange so she's the principal of the school it's Halloween mistress as usual um they're going on a Grand Canyon 
something Yosemite. Yosemite. They're going to Yosemite for a field trip. She field doesn't trip. want her kid to go because which is Josh Hartnett. It's his, it's his, that and the Ooh. faculty are his introduction. I yes. think this movie actually says H2O says introducing Josh Hartnett. So mm. um prepare your panties, ladies. He's amazing. Oh my god. And so he knows all about Michael. He knows all about his mom. She's, you know, changed her name obviously and everything. Um he Goes to his private school. He's sick of his mom. Using, basically using Michael to kind of keep him in line and keep him from doing yeah. things that he wants to do. But so she does 18, tell him, you can go. Yeah, so. You can go on this trip. But after already, she finds him. Yes. After she finds him snuck out of school and realizes that she can't really do anything about it. He's an adult. He's almost an just adult. Go. Just kind of go to Yosemite and really, probably the safest, yeah, probably the safest place for him would be to go to Yosemite. Away because on Halloween night. Away from Lori on Halloween night. Yeah. But so, he's already planned. Yeah, him some and his three friends yes. have his girlfriend, and it can't go because of a history project that she didn't turn in or something like that. So she can't go to Yosemite. So her and other they, their yeah. other two friends decide that they're not going to go either. Yeah. So. Um, but apparently, this entire school took one bus to Yosemite. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's a very like prestigious private school apparently. So they stay behind, not telling Lori that what's happening. No, um, they don't know. That, nobody knows that this is happening. That they're there. They're in like some weird, like either abandoned part. There's yeah. a kitchen. It's very hard to yeah. tell. Yeah. So obviously, as usual, Michael comes and Da-da-da. finds Lori, even though she's moved halfway. She moved basically across the country. Yeah. Um, from Illinois to California, she's changed her name. She's changed. She doesn't look anything like she did. And in, she's more spooked on Halloween. Yeah. I don't think she, like, she, it's, it's, I mean, she it's, has a very, she very much has PTSD. She doesn't, it's Halloween. not that Michael's still out there. Yeah. She's very much just, Halloween is not a good time. Yeah. She doesn't want to be alive at that time kind of yeah. thing. Like, it's just the worst she wants kind to of time. basically hunker down but and But she doesn't know that Michael still exists. So, Michael comes to the school, um, kills Josh Hartnett's friends, not his girlfriend, the two friends. Yes. Um, and then they realize that something's wrong. Yeah, they're running, they run to her. So they find her. Whatever, her She's mad that they're... Their apartments are Yeah, she's pissed that he didn't go on the field trip and that he lied and he basically has been sneaking around the school to not be around anybody. Um... And then she comes face to face with Michael. Yeah. She like slams the door and she stares into the eyes of her brother. Yeah. So he comes and her teacher, or he, no, I'm sorry, he's a dean. Yes. Who is um, her romantic her romantic interest. And he tries to help, but she knows obviously that that's not going to work. But he knows the story of Michael. Like, yeah. Everybody is she aware told, yeah, when of they were Michael. At, when they were to lunch that day, she told she him. She says, have you, you you've, you've heard, heard about, of yeah. Michael Myers, what the events that happened 20 years ago. Yeah, I'm his sister yeah. kind of thing. So everybody's kind of on the same page of what's happening. Everybody knows what's going on. She hasn't kept the information from anybody. Um, she hasn't kept it from her son prior to the movie, and she hasn't kept it from her romantic interest. So... Everything happens. People die, as usual. Fun fact, the little secretary, the old old lady secretary that's in it is actually her mom. Oh, uh, nice. Jamie Lee Curtis's real mom in real life. Oh, that's cool. Who played in Psycho. Oh, she nice. She was Marion Crane in Psycho. Yeah. So the car, that she, when she says everybody's entitled to one good scare on Halloween, uh-huh. um, because she scares Lori, she gets into the car and it's the same car from Psycho. That's so And drives funny. off. That's so, really cool. Yeah, I appreciate things like that. Yeah. And I think it's really cool that one of the original Scream Queens um, 
Yeah, is the newer Scream it Queens is, yeah. mom. That's that is really really cool. So I appreciate that's that. a fun thing to bring back into a new series. Like you're bringing Jamie Lee Curtis back. Mm-hmm. This is the first movie she's been in. Yeah, since the original. Or the two, the first two. Yeah. So that's that's fun. So I like that. Yeah, those um, are cool Easter eggs. And then it's pretty run of the mill. It's your nineties. Yeah. Slasher well, movie. No, it's the two. It was in two thousand, wasn't it? Oh. When did it? Two thousand. I want to say ninety eight. Ninety eight. Um, it's it's your generic nineties. Yeah. Slasher. So for the most part, we've got the moody kid and everything. So at the end, Lori decides that she's done with this bullshit. She wants to make sure that Michael's dead herself. So she steals one of her um. One of the EMT vans. Yes. When when they're loading they're loading Michael's presumably dead body yes. into the back, which she knows is not going to happen. She knows he's not yes. dead. So she takes the van with a gun and um, basically drives into the middle of the woods or me- the middle of nowhere. He gets out of the back. He's she has an axe and he's basically pleading non verbally to. Not kill him. Yeah. Like, please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. Like, but basically, non-verbally. Yeah. So she cuts his head off. Stuff. Yeah. She cuts his head off with the axe. Um, and that's the end of the movie. We don't see anything else from there. That's it. That's it. So she's finally cut her brother's head off. And you think. And you think that it's it. all good. And then we get to resurrection. <sighs> Which, I'm sorry. I, fun fact, I am a huge B-flick like, I just love them. I love them all. And this one is so much fun to me. Yeah, I, I love those. I always go to this one. Yeah, it's when really I, fun. I just, I love it. I remember, this is the one that I went to the movies with my mom and grandma. Mm-hmm. And Nan yeah. emptied out her purse <laughs> and put it on her head so that she didn't have to watch the movie. Oh, God. And it is not good like that. No. Even like, a little bit. So, <laughs> I remember being more scared by looking over and my Nan has got being her like, head oh in God, her purse. No. Like, literally sitting up in the movie theater with the bag over her head. Yeah. Oh, so, Jesus. So, they, so, this says that it's three years after Michael... H2O. H2O, yeah. Okay. So... Jamie is, or I'm sorry. And they're back Lori, in Haddonfield. Yeah. Lori's in a, a psychiatric facility yeah. in Haddonfield. The nurse does the whole rundown again as they're taking the new trainee nurse to the room. Always a, always a dump. Just a total so, dump. Um, let's her know that, surprise, the head that Lori cut off was not Michael's. No. Michael had, had broke it, the larynx of the guy, of yes. one of the janitors or something like that. It was, yeah, one of the whatevers. Put his costume on him. Yep. And so he couldn't talk. He was strapped down to the thing. Yeah. Um, when he came to, he realized that Lori had the axe, so he was pleading with her. So when he was pleading for his Which life, I kinda like. it wasn't Michael. Yeah. yeah. I, for, so there's like three seconds in this movie that's pretty good. Yeah. So because she, it makes sense why Michael was... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because he's not weak like that. So she cut the wrong guy's head off. So Michael's still out there. So she's been biding her time. We see her take her medicine and then once the nurses are gone, she, it out, she spits it out, puts it, it in away. the back of the doll. Yep, yep, yep. So it shows that she has a bunch of them. So she hasn't, she's alert. She knows what's going on. Yes. She's basically biding her time until Michael comes back. Yeah. Um, she knows it's going to She knows it's going to happen. She knows she didn't kill him. She, she knows, wants to be aware. Yeah. And now she's locked in a facility. So it, it ends up that she stabs Michael. Unfortunately, Michael stabs her. She falls to her death. And Michael is still alive. Mm-hmm. So then we get to this part where the Tyra Banks of all people and Busta Rhymes is just wants is to uh, wait. Recipe. Is it Busta Rhymes or is it Exhibit? No, it's Busta Rhymes. I'm sorry. Yeah, Busta Rhymes wants to um, make a TV show where they are in the Haddonfield Michael Meyer murder house. 
completely run down still. Nobody's bought it. So they do a reality show. They put all the webcams up and everything you can watch online. Um, and one of the lady, one of the girls that's going to be on the show gets on because of her scream. She is talking to another guy online who turns out to be a high schooler and he goes to a Halloween party that night, but he wants to watch her debut on the show. So he's watching via webcam as people start to die because Michael is in there. Um, and he eventually helps her. It's like a sidekick type thing. Like a two way, like messenger thing um oh, where yeah, this he's is, telling her this is all the yummy yeah. technology of the 90s he's <laughs> telling her like where to go where michael is where to not go um and it ends up that you know they they kill him again mm-hmm. um and it's pretty awesome i have to say i really enjoy that movie my favorite part, i just think it's super fun it's so stupid but it's my so favorite fun. part of the whole movie is when Buster arrives as dressed as michael myers and yeah. he's going through the house he wants to scare them yeah so michael myers the real one comes up behind him and Buster rhymes is yelling at him like disciplining michael myers because Buster Rhymes is the only one who wants to do the Michael thing. Yeah. Doesn't realize that it's actually Michael Myers, so he's actually pushing him and poking him and all that kind of stuff. Michael finally, he just walks away, so I guess he's, you know, not after him, or he doesn't want to be reprimanded, but that's, for me, the funniest part of the movie. <laughs> but it's a pretty good movie. I mean, it, it's more of a standalone movie. If you even took the first ten minutes out of it with Laurie and stuff, yeah. it's basically its own movie. Well, and the uh, trivia on this, the fun fact, is uh, Jamie Lee Curtis agreed to do her part only to make sure that her character wouldn't appear in another scene. Yeah, so she's dead. Yeah. She but, killed herself off. as we know, <laughs> she's coming back this she's year. She's coming back this year. So. So. I mean, gotta her. eat. So, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> her character. Resurrection at the same time doesn't need to be a part of the Halloween series no, it in that doesn't. sense. So, I'm sure it could have been any slasher killer. It like... really could have, but it is super fun. It is super stupid. It is extremely late '90s. Everyone's getting naked, having sex. Yeah. Um, it's dumb, but it is. It's hilarious. It's seriously some dumb fun when everybody's you know standing around the computer. This guy, I guess, the party that they're at has like a giant screen TV that oh, yeah, you're going the in internet. between this party, too, that's watching yeah, them on the internet. Yeah, so they're trying to help them, and it's just, it's a barrel of laughs. It's it really very is. Fun. It really is. Um, and it's just, it's in the same realm as the stuff that was coming out in the late 90s, which was, everything was reality. Yeah. It was all reality TV stuff, so it's very, I don't know, it's just stupid fun. It's I, like, like a, a time of, capsule it of is. that time period. So, so much. So, that was kind of the end of those two. Yeah. Um, and then we come back. Yep. We come back to Haddonfield when Michael is a child. Yeah. With so, Rob Zombie. Yeah. So, Rob Zombie took over, um, tried to take over the Halloween series a little bit. And his Halloween wasn't so much a remake as he was wanting to explain Michael is a child. What made him the way he was? And in Rob Zombie fashion, he makes it your generic, he's a psychopath because his father was a degenerative, beating, drunk asshole. Well, he's just his mom's boyfriend. Yeah, that's right. And his his mom's a stripper. I mean, it's Rob Zombie fashion. Actually, watching these original movies, because I really did like... Uh, the Halloween remake, mm-hmm. um, in the time and stuff. And I, you know, I enjoy all of them, so I don't even really care. 
But watching all of these Halloween movies has made me appreciate Michael a little bit more. So I think it would have been way more scary that he had a totally normal life. And yeah. Rob Zombie just made it where it was like, yeah, he was this and that. I mean, it's Rob Zombie. Yeah. That's I don't like... Does. I feel like Rob, what Rob Zombie did... I, I can like the movies themselves by themselves. Totally by themselves. But one thing that he did that I didn't appreciate was... As far as we know from the first, you know, nine movies, or seven movies, sorry, Michael's just Michael. He just... He one day got home from trick-or-treating and snapped, killed his sister, and then that's what all this journey started. Whereas... No one has explained him. Yeah, he didn't kill animals, he didn't kill people at school, he didn't slash his stepdad's throat. The only suggestion of killing animals is in, I think, the second one where they go to the house and there's a dead dog. In, oh yeah, okay, in the first And they go, oh, he got series, hungry. Yeah, 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 no, like the first. Yeah. yeah. But no, um, there's Loomis no... says, oh, there's a, or the cop says there's a yeah. dead dog. As Loomis far as we know, for hungry. the first years, eight years of Michael's life, in the beginning, he we was a normal know. kid. We don't know anything. Yeah. yeah. But like, he's basically a normal kid. His parents are coming home from a date night. They live in a nice house. It, you Everything know what I mean? seems normal. Yeah. But... We have the Rob Zombie one, who I believe it's like a two-hour movie, and at least the first hour is all Michael. It is like him in the thing, him growing up in yes. the in the psychiatric hospital, yeah. his mom coming to visit him, and eventually killing herself while watching home movies. Yes, and like it's... we. And one thing that Rob Zombie also does is that he shows that Michael has a baby sister. Yes, instead of just showing that there was one sister, he shows Lori. As a baby, her name's Angel, um, shows her as a baby. And so then we kind of get that, like, when we go back to Haddonfield, when Michael's older and he's in the, in the hospital. Yes. We know Lori is his sister. Yeah. She doesn't. Nobody else does, other than Annie's dad. Yes. I particularly like Annie and Linda a lot better in these well, Halloween these movies. Well, these are more, yeah. these three friends are actually, they seem like friends. I very much appreciate that Rob Zombie used Danielle Harris, who is Jamie in the fourth and fifth Halloween, as Annie in these movies. Yeah, that's I fine. very much like that. I think it's cool. I like, I just like the idea of a little bit of, like, Michael, pre-Michael, but it would have been scarier just him being a normal person. Yeah, he comes home from trick-or-treating with his nice family. Like, yeah, I'm totally fi- yeah, I'm totally fine with the story of Michael. What yeah. is Michael? Who is Michael? But he, I mean, he definitely made it very Rob Zombie-ish. Yeah. Which is, well, and he gave his wife a part. Like, it, it's always, though. Yeah. I mean, just because your mom's a stripper and your stepdad's an asshole is like, well, the, it, it's a, the most generic setup for a serial killer kind of thing. Yeah. And I know something that upset a lot of people was... Like, I liked it a little at the time I liked it. I understand why Michael is so scary is because he's, like, five foot nothing and a normal-looking guy, Mm -hmm. besides having these, like, weird supernatural powers. He's not huge. No. He's not a big guy. He is literally someone's brother. Yeah. And Rob Zombie went out and found the biggest mofo you will ever find in your life. It was, like, a wrestler-type person. You know, so he made him too supernatural. Yeah. And... Well, he made it... He took the supernatural element away by making Michael giant. Just, yeah. He didn't need to be supernatural because any... You're not getting through that skin with a a bullet. No. You know what I mean? Like, that was what the takeaway for me was, was that if you punch Michael in the chest... 
it's like punching a wall. Yeah, this guy was Whereas a the other Michael, he can absorb it and use it towards his supernatural powers. Whereas this Michael, it was very much like he's still a human. He's still just this redneck guy. Yeah. Who makes masks. You know. It It's very strange. And it I, yeah, I kind of lost some of my like for the movie now watching the original ones and stuff. Yeah. Just because I felt that. There's no mystery. Well, and it seems like Rob Zombie didn't have any thought process or appreciation towards the first one or like the the original series yeah in keeping the things that make michael michael yeah he didn't have any appreciation for that no he, so just he was just done. he was very like how's that guy scary make him bigger yeah it's like but rob that's not the point yeah well why are his why are his parents just Mr. and Mrs. Jones. Yeah. Make him a stripper. Mm -hmm. Make this, make his life horrible. Yeah. But that's not the point, Like his sister is, you know, a promiscuous lady. Yeah. It just, that's not the point, Rob. His parents are normal. Yeah. His life is normal. Why did this kid do this? How is he supernatural now? Yeah. Why can't you kill him? You know, there's so many questions as to who Michael Myers is. When he wanted, it seemed like he wanted him unkillable. In sheer size. Yeah. As opposed to him just being this... Guy. Yeah. Excuse me. That's why Michael was so unrecognizable on the street, because he literally could have been anybody in the mask. Whereas you walk, you know, you walk, you see a six foot four guy. Oh, this guy is, he's like 300 pounds of muscle. Like, it's just, it's insane. So, it's, it was, I really liked it at the time. Yeah, I enjoy it for what it is. It's totally fine if you want to watch just a lot of cussing and blood and whatever, but it doesn't have any appreciation or heart towards the originals. No. He made, he took the story, put it in a blender and made what he wanted to make. Exactly. Like, um, just using the characters. (laughs) Do we mention H2? So we're not huge fans of the second remake. I can't imagine there's anybody out there. I've watched it. (laughs) Four times in my life. Jesus Christ. Just to see if Try. I really don't like you it. You just keep trying over and over I again. I do. <laughs> there are things about the movie that I very much like. They go to the Halloween party dressed as Rocky Horror Picture. Yeah, I get people. that. I... It's, fu- it's a fun movie. <sighs> Cannot stand the psychological bullshit. It is insane. Like, it was like Rob Zombie was having a crisis and he's like I can be artsy I can be yeah. deep like I I it's why do people say I'm not deep well he wanted his <laughs> wife back but let's be honest yeah, of course. Sh- Sherry just, Moon is awesome I love I her I get that I I've love been her, her for too, Halloween but Jesus Christ I I can't it's just you got to stop at some point well and then it ends up like she comes out of the house and she's got Michael's mask on and she needs to go into a psychiatric ward because she wants to be like Michael now and Oh, and Jesus. she's the whiniest. Yeah. Like, he didn't even make her a strong female character no. in the least sense. Well, she lives with Annie and her dad now, which is um, Brad Dwarf, who yeah. plays Chucky. Yeah. Um, which I love. I love him so, so much. Yeah, you're super so, excited to see him, and then the movie's just... So he knows that Lori, again, in the second movie, finds out that she is um, Michael's sister, and Dr. Loomis is the one who, in this movie... He he's a douchebag. He makes Doctor Loomis a douchebag, which I don't appreciate because Donald Pleasance was amazing as Doctor Loomis. And oh, he really he tried me off. so hard. Yeah, he all of his care was the, the just listen to me. Yeah, 
just, he really, yeah. like, you know, he really, and he worked with the cops, and yeah. he worked, and he tried, and he so, tried. So, Samuel Loomis, at this, in this movie, is an asshole. He's on talk shows, um. Oh, he's the was, worst. He's so yeah. pretentious. Like, he's pretentious, he has a book out, whatever, whatever. So, he's an asshole, and he writes in his book without any warning to anybody that Lori is Angel and that she's Michael Myers' sister. Yeah. So, he knows that, but, uh, Brad Dorf's character knows it. And he rips him a new one. He's so pissed. He doesn't... He tries to get a hold of Lori. He can't find her. Which the character of Loomis would never do no, that. As a no. professional, even. No. A professional would never do that. So why did you make him like that? Yeah. He was not. He was always Such professional. So it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And he's back from the dead, basically, because in the first one he gets his eyes pushed in. <laughs> I know. Which I don't understand how he's not blind or dead, but whatever. It was very strange. It was one of those things where it was like, yeah, it wasn't that deep. Yeah. <laughs> like, so Lori oh. treat Lori's living with Annie and her dad. Yep. Um, which is Daniel Harris. We find out that she doesn't die in the first one like she does in the, in the original season, or in the original series. Yeah. Uh, which I'm fine with. I really, like I said, I really like Danielle Harris. Um, I love that they brought and her back. Lori is the so, most emo, oh my sad, God. whiny woman you will ever meet. Dries me up the fucking There's wall. nothing strong. No. There's She's nothing. A, the only people that are keeping her strong are Annie and her dad. It is. That is it. Like, yeah. that's, there's nobody else. Annie is the one Lori hasn't even gotten stabbed. Lori uh, I'm sorry, Annie, her face is messed up. Like she has scars all over one half of her face. No, you Lori's know that just she's like, got you, he's yeah. not your brother. And she doesn't even you but she doesn't even, know that. When she's still emo going like when through. she's emo, she doesn't know She's only doing it because yeah, all these things happen because to her. Because it friend. happened to her. Yeah. So Annie's a badass. I appreciate that they brought at least one badass girl into this movie. Oh my god, he made Lori um, unbearable. Fifteen minutes of yeah. her being on there was just like kill yourself. Yeah, it was awful. Like it was so awful. Oh. So unfortunately, Annie dies this time for real, and that gives does. Lori some crazy. Gives her an extra reason to be crazy, but it was a mess. It was a total mess. There's we some walked visions out of, that, yeah. of There's the visions of yeah, in Michael a graveyard. His mom follows him. Michael's mom follows Sherry Moon Zombie. Follows him around. I, yeah, with he's like him as a kid who isn't even the same kid from the not, first one. Which I know you can't do. Yeah, but just don't put it in there. Yeah, just don't have him in there. I mean, this like I appreciated at least um, that the kid from the first one was. A misfit. Like, you could tell he had the long hair. He was kind of weird looking. Um, not so weird looking now. We saw him at a convention. Oh, man. He's... I, let me... I gotta look up his name. Because he's... It's he's some really, weird name. He's really good. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dakota something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, it is. Um, but. but he's... You know, he looks great now. So good for him. But... Yeah. So they replace him with this really cute kid. And it's like, no, that's not Michael Myers. Oh, like, it's Dag... Dag Fark Or something like yeah, that. It's that's D-A-E-G. So, um, but yeah, so he, they're following Michael around, his old self and his mom, dressed up like some ghost, um, straight out of the Living Dead Girl music video. Yeah. But just... it's just, it's, it's a mess. And then at the end, Lori is in the psychiatric unit, she loves her brother, she loves her mom, she sees the visions of her mom, and it's just a mess. She doesn't give a shit that her friends are dead, she doesn't, she's not the strong Lori that we've come to love and know. But not even a little bit. No. But we know that this year in Halloween 2018, they're coming back. They're bringing back another installment of the Halloween series. This time is John Carpenter. I believe that John Carpenter was so insulted by Rob Zombie's take on the movie that he's decided that he wants to come back and make it better for himself. 
he can't he can't let the last two movies out there be Rob Zombie's Halloweens. He wants one himself. So he's coming back. So what they're gonna do is they're gonna start off from where H two left off in the hospital with Lori being an adult. She has a daughter again. There's no son. There's no H two O. There's no Jamie. There's no nothing. So it's gonna be basically Halloween one, Halloween two, and then this one is supposed to be the third installment and just kind of get rid of all the other movies. Um, but I'm very excited for that. Jamie Lee Curtis is back. Jamie... I heard that they were ignoring all of them except the first one. It's the first and the second one. Oh, I only heard... It was only the first one. I think that's because... That was reported on. Oh, well, I read something where they said about the second one. But I mm-hmm. think that's more because it's her brother. Well, it's the continuation of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's... Oh, the... I'm sure... Yeah, yeah. Because well, the if they did the second add... one are almost just one. Yeah, but I think that... <laughs> just keeps That's going. what I read is because they want it to still be his brother. Well, yeah, yeah, Her brother. Yeah, yeah. So it um, would have to... They would always have to include the second one because yeah. it's like a run-on anyhow. But Judy Greer is in it as her daughter, so I'm not really sure how that works. Um, but I'm excited. I'm really excited for it. It'll be interesting. I mean, for... I, I don't know if... Jamie Lee Curtis wants to tell the story of Laurie Strode, I would think that this might hold more merit Yeah. than almost any of them. Well, like I said, John Carpenter has openly been very critical of Rob Zombie's Halloween. He is like the grouchiest old man, and it's amazing. Yeah, he's but it's his like, baby. I get you know? it. Like, he's, like, he's the one who brought out like, a movie. I don't fucking care. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's the one, you know, he doesn't like that he tried to explain Michael and everything like that. So, yeah, so that's for this week's episode. Um, yep. Anything else you want to say? Um, no. I mean, I enjoyed these. Yeah. You know? It's a really great For the most part. It's really cool to see the evolution of the slasher film. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It gave me a little bit of appreciation. Like I said, I had never seen almost any of them. So. That's so weird. Yeah, except, like, the new, new ones. Yeah. New, new. Yeah, Halloween is my favorite, like, slasher series. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, closely followed by Chucky. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely. Michael Myers is my favorite, like, slasher and everything. Um, I just think that anybody else that you see, Freddy, Jason, Chucky, they're all based off of Michael at some point. Yeah. You he's know? the granddaddy. Yeah. I get that. So I love him. He's a, he's a very special one in my heart. So And it's Halloween. Yeah. It's not just a slasher movie. It's a Halloween movie. Yeah, I've always well. had appreciation for him. I just, I always kind of found him boring. But uh, I have an appreciation for the movies for sure, and it's a weird timeline. Yeah, very very weird. Well, I think that's why they're gonna clean it up. So it's cool, and I'm you know roughly excited about the one coming out this year. It's um gonna be interesting. Mm -hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis is great. Yeah, I I love her. She was great in Scream. Anything that she kind of comes out and is just fun, Mm -hmm. and she seems when I think Scream Queens is the reason why she's coming back is because she was like this was. Fun, let's do this again. Yeah, 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 exactly. But make sure you follow us on Instagram. We're at the Gore Ghouls. Mm-hmm. Um, we post on there. We usually do whatever national holiday that is at the time. Um, Send us questions, message yeah. us. Any DMs or anything you want to comment? Anything like that. Any questions you have, anything else you want to know about us. We're not sure um, about the second episode yet. Yeah, but uh, we'll be... We'll do something, Yeah, obviously. But we just wanted to... We thought this would be a fun... It's usually almost like all po- podcast first episode. It's yeah. just, let's go to the granddaddy. So, yeah. It yeah. was nice talking to you guys, and we'll be back for the next episode. Bye!